0: Hello, Welcome back to the Flix Forum podcast with Jesse and MJ Where we go back and look at a Netflix original film in the order of release each week This is our fourth day of Podmas Where we're putting out an episode every day in the lead up to Christmas Ho, ho, ho. It's getting closer Today we're checking out Netflix's 52nd film It's the 2017 teen horror comedy The Babysitter It's directed by McG, stars Samara Weaving, Judah Lewis Hannah Mae Lee, Robbie Amel, and Bella Thorne. And we've got a special guest back again, two weeks or two days in a row, Simo. I'm back, thank back. you. Obviously, thanks for I, keeping the promise. Yeah, I wasn't. Um, I'm very surprised you came back. <laughs> yeah, I
1: enjoyed it, and it wasn't um, too bad, obviously, that you've asked me back, so it's, well, it's, it's good to be here. Okay. And um, I'm more in tune with this one, I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. A lot of confidence. Good. All right. How are you, Jesse? Yeah, 4th of December. It's getting close to the end of the year. And there.
0: very excited.
2: But what a great way to spend December watching these films, letting you guys all know about it. And this one is a big one. Everyone knows about this one. So thank you for listening because you want to hear all the great stuff we've got to say about The Babysitter. And before we start, we may do a few spoilers within this podcast. So if you haven't seen The Babysitter and you want to watch it, go watch it and then come back and listen to us. And then you can still
0: enjoy us for Podmas. Yep, yeah, I'm going to spoil it. In your fast flicks? Uh-oh. Just... In, in general spoiler, yeah, In general, general yeah. Cool
1: No, I'm gonna
0: spoil <laughs> it too Good alright So we kick off our show With a fast flick So we go around Do a 30 second summary Of the film Seeing as we've got This veteran Simo Who now He can kick Ooh, us off <laughs> I'm ready Two fast episodes flex. in Veteran It's never too
1: young To learn that Doing a deal with the devil Comes with a price Whew. Our leading lad Colv, Finds this out Quite literally In a journey To prove to everyone But mostly himself That he is Truly too old For a babysitter
2: How's the charisma On that <laughs>
1: That's something I'd
0: read on Letterboxd. Wow. <laughs> that was awesome. I felt good about that. Can you,
2: can you go next, Jess? I don't want to oh, follow that up. No, yeah. okay. yeah.
0: As usual, I, I like to make mine really complex. Um, a, y- a young boy needs to overcome his fears and work on growing up through the analogy of a babysitter. Yeah. Analogy or just like literal? It's probably not the right word. She was <laughs> <laughs> real. Do you want funny?
1: me to say mine again?
2: Actually, I, I must have watched a different movie because I, I swear she was real alright Fast Flix, trying to sneak a peek at what his babysitter gets up to after dark Cole witnesses some unimaginable shit go down and then spends the rest of the night trying to stay alive good alright we've all watched the same movie, Except the movie. movie. Yeah. like me going to say this is the first time in the Fast Flix. I'm like maybe there's a different baby and it's a common sort of name so yeah.
0: alright well what have we learned about this yeah. film in Doing a bit of research. MJ, what have you got for? I was firstly disappointed that there was no award nominations for it. Um, okay. we haven't got to our early thoughts yet. It's disappointed.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I always like to see what awards it was nominated for and didn't get one. So okay. that's a shame for every single award ceremony out there. Um so it was filmed in 2015, didn't release until 2017. So from what I can gather, so Boys Schiller and McGee's Uh, Company Wonderland Sound and Visioned co-financed the film initially, um, which wrapped up filming. And then Wonderland acquired the actual film in 2015 uh, and with basically a conversation with Netflix as well, decided that it was going to be a Netflix original film. Um, And it was initially sitting on New Line's slate for quite a while. So New Line Netflix and those other finances and, and production companies that I spoke about were all kind of in conversation during the production of this film to decide where it's gonna end up. Um, so it it it's kind of it feels like it was like a new line film that was sitting on the slate and couldn't get released, so they sold it to Netflix. But from what I can gather, Netflix actually did have quite a big say in the production side of things and they were involved quite early on. So there was a period late on in the production side of it where um, McGee knew that this was going to be your MC. Is it McG? McG. I think it's McG. Yeah, that's fine either way. Um, where they knew it was going to be a streaming a streaming product, and McGee is pretty happy that it kind of ended up that way because he he doesn't shy away from the fact that it was a it was a pretty weird film. B, it was probably way too weird to be on three thousand screens a- across the states. So um, it kind of worked out well in the end, considering twenty fifteen Netflix wasn't having any yeah film. so it kind of worked out well that it, it sat and waited for a little bit
0: yeah so it was released on um, Friday the 13th of October on Netflix was yeah. yeah. clever I'm all for that yeah didn't it's, we have yeah there was another I am the pretty was little like thing val- that lives in the house yeah that was a Halloween one and I feel like we Halloween. had the Valentine's Day one for Girlfriend's Day ah yeah, yeah you're right Valentine's card Day for Girlfriend's Day. Yeah. Day yep yep bang yeah. bang. Uh, the, the, they've announced a sequel so that's <laughs> awesome yeah yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was no, I was going to say some stuff in, in the conversation about the sequel. So. Okay, all right. We'll Do you know anything about up. the sequel?
0: No. Okay. I I don't want to probably don't want to know much about the sequel, but yeah. 2014 blacklist script. Yep. 2014 Interesting. Blacklist. 2014 blacklist and
2: picked it up within 2015. So we've seen films before where the blacklist has been on there for years, for years and years. Yeah. And there's up oh, and there's hundreds of scripts on there. So, um, they picked it up pretty quickly and liked it a lot, and and here it is.
0: I yeah the one thing that I wanted to know about this film there's a scene where the two main sort of characters are watching this film on the garage little wall and I, that was one of the things I wanted to look up what film was that because it looked cool you were allowed to look it up we yeah, have I a set
2: we have a section for looking that thing
0: up ah oh, yeah okay all right I'll hold that off to that thanks for ruining that um <laughs> <Come on. laughs> it was filmed in L A this reminded me very much of an Aussie film called Better Watch Out. Very, very much so I, don't know it. I classify that as a Christmas film So we're in Christmas So okay. if no, you yeah. want a good horror Christmas film um, It stars, it's got a good Aussie cast And it's very similar It's like a teenage boy in a house with Is this of the one that you on. borrowed from the library recently? I, I did have borrowed I, it I remember seeing it yeah. Yeah. See yeah, It was, it it was sitting at my table know, for ages yeah, yeah, that's right So I highly recommend it was good, it. was it? Very similar to this, yeah. Okay. yeah Is
1: it a Christmas film in the way that Die Hard's a Christmas film? Yep. Yeah, it's it's a Christmas film
0: Like Die Hard's a Christmas film yeah okay. That's, Things yeah. happen, and Christmas is happening. Yeah. Have, you seen, have you seen? Krampus? I know. I know of Krampus, but haven't watched it yet.
2: Similar? Is it similar kind of feel? Do you think to Krampus
0: Christmas horror? Um, Krampus is more about some sort of it's it's uh, supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah. yeah. There's no massive supernatural feels okay. to this. Yeah. But yeah, better watch out. If you like, okay. if you like the babysitter, I highly recommend watching. Okay, better cool. watch out. Um, I found it interesting.
2: You obviously would remember there was a scene where Queens We Are the Champions yes. came on. So. Obviously, very expensive to get yeah. a song like that yeah. in your oh. film. So McGee wrote a letter to the three uh, still alive band members of yeah. Queen. Mentioned it was a film kind of about bullying and thought it might be something that they want to be linked to. And they gave him the cue at a very cheap rate.
0: Oh, it's nice. How good's that?
2: I want to know how cheap cheap <laughs> for Queen. <laughs> but just this the idea that um, you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna write him a letter. Like even at this level, people are still just like, let's deceive here. No, nothing ventured, nothing gained. So I like that.
0: Yeah, good. Uh, the critical consensus for this, or the the audience consensus too, is pretty positive. Pretty positive,
2: um, and I kind of touched on it earlier. A lot of people have seen this film. Mm. Um, so we've got on, on IMDb nearly 50,000 ratings, sitting at, sitting at 6.3 out of 10, which again, very good score. Um, a bit lower on Letterboxd at 2.8, which doesn't surprise me. We know Letterboxd is the more filmy. Kind of audience, like and I, us, yeah. I could see, you know, no, I'm, I'm sitting in the six point three camp, Jesse. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we know it's more of a filmy audience, and you can understand why they might not have loved it as much. But still, thirty two thousand ratings on Letterbox, very big score. It, we're yeah. talking top
1: four or five of the Netflix films that we've done in the first fifty two films. So popular it, film, yeah. And this is one of the ones that I remember coming out like um going back from netflix i remember it being predominantly on your screen when you turn it on like there was a, a bit of a push i think i feel so um there was real backing i think for this one it was one that i watched i think when it came
0: out so a lot of other people probably did too yeah. was, it, was it rotten jesse 72 percent on Good 25 score. reviews audience had it at 60 so a little bit lower and that was on nearly 2000 ratings so a lot lower in the ratings compared to yeah imdb and letterboxd uh, anything else we want to talk about, or should we go to our early thoughts? Yeah, we're going to talk about the director later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I think I've covered it all. Good. All right, Zimo, early
1: thoughts on this one. Well, I thought um, <coughs> watching at the beginning, if you didn't see the poster or the trailer and kind of came into the movie blind, uh, the first twenty minutes or so plays out like your like your standard suburban American kind of team movie, almost like a. A Nickelodeon style kind of rom-com is the feelings I got. But it has that, that quick down and it heads very quickly down the the, the tribe but true um, one by one style slasher, which I, yeah. I quite enjoy.
2: I'll be frank, and this is what we do with all our films. Had no idea about this film. Um I went in extremely cold, so I didn't know. I All I saw was it was horror comedy and I was like, cool. So I knew nothing about this film going into it, which is always the best way to do it. And I thought it was really good. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed the humour I enjoyed the hunt I very quickly bought into the ridiculousness of it Certainly had its flaws But not enough to take me away from the ride that it put me on um, It knew when to take the piss And it took the piss well when it did it So a lot of ticks from me I really enjoyed watching this Yeah I I hope you did I, I was thinking this I'm like I hope Jesse enjoyed it Because I'm going to have trouble We're going to have trouble on this one if you didn't
0: What should I say? I don't know <laughs> is,
2: I, I get the feeling you didn't like it
0: I started with really low expectations. Okay. Um, I knew, like I'd seen the posters. I'd seen a lot of like uh, the posters change on Netflix these days too. Like you had different posters depending when you search for things and what you've watched previously. Right. So I'd seen a couple of different in between watching other films because this has been on my list since it came out. And I'd seen a couple of different posters and I got the idea that The Babysitter was going to be the the horror element, I guess, or the, the, the sort of crazy element. So I did have little... Inklings. Uh, yeah, little inklings. But I didn't mind this. Um, yeah. no, okay Sorry, I was trying to build that up as much as I possibly could. Because like, I was worried there's going to be things that I'm like, this was awesome,
2: and you're like, MJ, nah. you're an idiot.
0: No, no, i never call you an idiot. No, nah. nah, there's some very nice yeah, little messages along this way, and it was a fun ride, like you said, a ride. I awesome. Yep. All right, let's talk about some characters. Oof. I'm excited now. Let's, let's MJ, give us a character. Let's start with
2: Cole. Yes. Um, I, I really like the idea that he was basically on his own for the entire ordeal. He was; It was kind of like a diehard situation for a kid. It, I'm not saying that because you touched on it before <laughs> and it's fresh in my mind. I was actually thinking that. This is kind of like a 12-year-old kid doing diehard in his house where everyone's trying to kill him and he's on his own. Um, and I really liked him. I thought he was well-rounded enough for me to have him... I was rooting for him, but I was still worried for him at the same time because he was a smart kid, but... I wasn't expecting him to be, you know, this old kick-ass and dominate kind of thing. So um, there was that obvious character development of him being a pussy and turning into a bit of a hero by the end. And they probably could have done some more work on all that. I wasn't really expecting them to build on that up on that too much. I think it might have been a little bit better if they did, but it didn't bother me either way. But yeah, die hard with a 12-year-old kid in his own house with six people trying to murder him. Nice.
0: When you spoke about him being alone, I think like the, the first few scenes did a really good job of, creating that isolation for him too so that so then when what they happened do in the house exactly happened, right, yeah, yeah. I, I think that worked well I like that he wasn't the annoying kid that you see in a lot of these movies like he wasn't there weren't lots of lines where I'm like oh I can't stand you like I didn't have any of those scenes with him so I yeah I, I was along with him
2: if anything he felt a lot more grown up than he was which makes him more relatable for people watching it unless yeah. he's 12 years old watching it
0: But what is, didn't he say he's like 12 he's 12 yeah. yeah
1: didn't seem 12 nah no, no. no. I was trying to guess it before he said it I'm like how old is he um, but I think it was funny in the theme of, of Christmas, you talk about Die Hard, but you also got that Home Alone vibe. A yeah, little definitely bit. <laughs> Home Alone <laughs> vibe, yeah. So. I thought he was fun and like, yeah. well, I, you wanted a route for him not only to, to survive, but to to take down the crew and win the the girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's exactly <laughs> what it was, wasn't <laughs> it? So it's tried and true, but I mean, I enjoyed it. And Lucky 12 year old, he's got it. two girls to, yeah. to fight for. <laughs> and there's some scenes that when you know he's 12 year old, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to B. Yeah,
2: go to B. Um I did notice and I enjoyed that I that there was always something a little bit off about her. Um, and I like at the start when she was talking to that nerdy bloke and you're led to believe, or I was led to believe, like, she's got a thing for nerds. So... You knew she was kind of like... You were drawn to her. No, no, no. Yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> well, smack. Uh, she's still, still out of my league. <laughs> yeah.
2: But uh, I'm like, you know, she had that sort of investment in Cole. I'm like, maybe that's what he's thinking. Like, oh, you know, she will like me when I'm older. And I'm like, maybe she just likes the nerdy guys. Maybe she's like Nadia from American Pie. Um, I thought Samara Weaving did a bang up job. I thought it was a really, really good performance from her. Hugo Weaving's daughter, yeah? Is that right? I'm pretty sure knew she was Australian. Yeah, she was on Home and Away. So yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure
0: it's Hugo Weaving's daughter.
2: Oh, there you go. No, I thought she was awesome because it's a tricky role to play, and she kind of had those two identities, but never strayed from either of them. You could see it in her the whole time. I was left wanting a little bit more to understand her background. That kind of bothered me a little bit from her character perspective. So she was some sort of devil worshiper.
0: Uh, is that how you guys understood it? Um. I guess, like, I just thought that she was who she is now because she used to be like Cole and she was yep. not attractive, not fun, and then she's used this book so much that's what she is now. That's why she keeps moving because she continually changes in the way she looks. Yeah. Yep. So, like, by worshipping the devil in a sense. Do well, they, they doing, mention the devil? Like, I'm sure They say that the, book, the yeah. book's about
1: the devil, yep. and then to get something in return, you need to give something, mm-hmm. and that's blood. And yeah. So, that's kind of what
2: I mean. Like, that's why I wanted to touch on whether they're doing a sequel or not. Well, I knew they were doing a sequel. I would love the sequel to be a prequel, because I I want to know more about her and and the guys and how it all kind of happened. Yeah, but it didn't like the, the the film was a bloody roller coaster ride. So that's fine. I didn't bother me too much. But upon reflection, I wanted a little bit more.
0: I I thought early on, I didn't think she was ever going to fully turn on him. So, and I felt that the whole way through. So I liked totally. that the whole way through, even like towards the end. She never really fully 100% turned on him. Even when she was done at the end, yeah. and she got hit by the car. <coughs> pardon me.
2: There was still a, a caringness about yeah. her towards him. Yeah. Which I thought was nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you can't have them question their motives at the bat. And I guess that's because the movie's titled The Babysitter. Yeah. yeah. And when you get introduced to her as a babysitter, like, okay, so what's the deal? But I mean... She's very cool, she's very sexy, very smart with a sci-fi thing. I mean, she's, you know, engaging and I guess um, it was interesting and I I thought it kind of summed her up when um, Cole's dad asks if he still gets teased for having a babysitter and he says, um, they do but when they see her then they get jealous and I was like, that makes
0: sense. (laughs) Dad's just like, yeah, you're right actually, (laughs) nice. Um, Melanie, do you want to talk about her? That's like she was like this good little hard kid that
2: was nice. She reminded me of Jenny from Forrest Gump oh. when, they, when they're kids. Oh. Like the one who would
0: stick up for Forrest. Jono. <laughs> Jono. <Journey. laughs> I love Forrest Gump. That's such a good movie. Um, I know there's a lot of people hate it, but I love Forrest Gump. Really? Yeah. Mm. It's got a lot of hate. Really? Mm. it got a lot of love too. Mm. Um, yeah, I. you know, there wasn't much to her, to be honest. Mm. She wasn't in the film. too. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then the other four <laughs> characters I get, or five characters... They were to me were just stereotypes. And, and, that, and yeah. blatant and unashamedly. Yep. Yep. So you got Max who's the hot dude. Allison was the dumb bimbo. Yep. John was like your stereotypical black guy. Yep. Sonia was your stereotypical Asian. Yep. Yeah. And then Samuel was just dead. Yeah, Samuel was <laughs> dead. I don't think he was even a character. He was dead guy. I loved Max's gung-ho
2: arrogance. Like the fact that he never doubted that he was gonna catch Cole. And he never cared that when anyone else died. Yeah. And he was actually a really terrifying villain in that sense. But he also had this charm about yeah. him that had this bit of heart. So that it made you sure that you weren't actually afraid of him. Yeah. Um, I actually thought Sonia was kind of like a female version of Max, like in the sense that completely in control with that arrogance instead of Max just gung ho. And I, I kinda wish that her death had been more accidental than clumsy. Cause it didn't strike me as the way she was going to go. Whereas Max's was like purely fluke, accidental. Because I'm like, hey, you're going to kill this guy? He's a, he's a machine. And I kind of felt the same with Sonia when she sort of fell on the on the mouse traps, I was like, oh,
0: she's better than that. I think they tried to make all their deaths accidental. It was, yeah, because he wasn't like a yeah awesome killer. Well, yeah, because the other one was like <clears throat> the guy that fell on the car and hit. yeah, like, yeah, they're all accidental. Yeah, um, I didn't quite understand where Allison
2: fit in the the cheerleader journalist. Um, I kind of just it just didn't fit it was too much of a stereotype that worked that didn't really work and then with John I actually found John really funny despite his stereotypical <laughs> role and his insane overacting Uh, but I think he died at the right time
1: yeah I had exactly that point I <laughs> uh, said so with John let's just say he was in the movie for the right amount of time <laughs> Yeah, he comes on he plays the the cliche he was the you know the black person in the crew who dies first in the horror movie yeah <laughs> Performed his stereotype, which was objectively quite funny <laughs> yeah. for the it time was. he was there. But um, and then he was gone. I think it was probably the right call that he was he was killed off first.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I know they're they're very much all stereotypes, archetypes, deli- deliberately so. And I thought they were really good. <laughs> Always perfect. Any other characters? I think we got most of them. Right, I Jared, only, only, yeah, only yeah, the only the one, the bully.
1: The bully. I love oh, yeah. Jeremy. Jeremy was Jeremy. funny. Jeremy. Did yeah. it, anyone else? I thought he was. Um, it was hilarious. Was I was happy. Happy. That was, that was happy when he's at <laughs> the end. That was... that was Cindy, the bike Cindy. He's oh, yeah, he named da- it. Yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, Cindy. Yeah, I thought that was good. He good dancer, good zingers. I think it was an arsehole, but um, it was cool enough that I was like, yeah, all right. You can be an arsehole. Huh. Good dancer, good zingers. <laughs> he's like doing the moves and he's throwing the eggs at the house. I thought it was good. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. give you that. Uh, the
2: director. You wanted to talk about the director, MJ? Uh, yeah, just um, I wasn't.
0: Didn't know him by name um, I did From Charlie's Angels Well Charlie's Angels But The O.C
2: Ah
0: Sorry I, like, I was having this discussion With my wife before, like The other day And I was like Oh we're watching a film Directed by MC I'm like He was part of The O.C And she's like No that was Josh Schwartz Or whatever I'm like no no His name was on the credits Every single episode Because I don't know how many times that show's been on our TV in this house. <laughs> and yeah, he executive produced the whole show. Is that right? But yeah, obviously OC as well. I love um, the that fact that he started on video clips.
2: Yeah, MTV. So Cypress Hill, Corn, Smash Mouth, Bare Naked Ladies, Everclear, The Offspring, between 95 Jesus. and 99, he did all their video clips. They're big 95 to 99 I was going to say, this is like right <laughs> in my hitting, hitting zone for watching Rage and video hits. Yeah. And all these songs that I'm saying, I'm like, he did the, um, I think, Why Don't You Get a Job? Uh, offspring, offspring. Yeah. <laughs> did all the bare naked lady stuff all the smash mouth like walking on the sun can't get enough of your baby all that kind of stuff so he, he started with that then he jumped into the Charlie's Angels uh, number one and I think Full Throttle's number two Yeah, and then We Are Marshall which seems like a complete sideways step um, which I I enjoyed that film I thought it was really good and then more recently or a few years ago Three Days to Kill with um, Kevin Costner which I'm pretty sure bombed but um, and he's
0: also done another Netflix film which is was pretty big, like a couple of months ago when it came out, Rim of the World. Oh, okay. They put a lot of into that when it came out. We'll probably cover that in about three. Years I was gonna more. say we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's, he's 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 been around.
2: That's the thing. He knows the industry. He's got contacts everywhere. So watching interviews with him was really interesting. Talking how he talks with the people from Warner Brothers who obviously do uh, who a new line cinema, but then the Netflix people and even the Sony people. And he just got all these contacts. He knows how the industry works. Um, so it's awesome to see someone like him really buying into the whole Netflix model. Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: Cool. Uh, the the cast was pretty good. I thought that yeah, was that,
0: that was cast they were great. They bought into it. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. This is
2: a crazy premise and they had to buy into it for it to work. And they did. Yep. yep. All right, let's look at some scenes.
1: Simo, give us some scenes that you liked. I thought the the very first scene after his parents leave and they're officially alone in the house was was very good. The the synchronized dancing um, that they kind of had the the chat over the movie, which you will talk about in the backyard of the projector screen. I thought it kind of played into the relationship of, of both Cole and B quite well. And then they, they talked about the the five people that they'd take on their their, their sci-fi kind intergalactic of thing. super team. That's it. I thought that was. Um,
2: Really good. Couldn't agree more. I thought it was great banter, immediate chemistry. And let's be honest, they had the best night. Like, I would want to do that with my mates, let and my babysitter. They just had the greatest night. I'm like, Of course, he's still got a babysitter. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> we
1: need yeah. to pick a movie that we just want to record and put it on our. Yeah, that, I'm all about put that. But then they had a
2: swim, which for some reason it just got like middle of the day for a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had a little bit of a
2: swim. <laughs> they were making their own pizza. They were talking about their intergalactic super team. It was just an awesome
1: day or awesome night. I think um, another one for me. Um, and I said it out loud as soon as kind of he saw everything was happening and then they caught him and he woke up and s- saw the kind of people in front of him and-, and Max had his shirt off. And almost immediately, I'm like I- I- I'm like out loud, I'm like, why is he shirtless? <laughs> and then there was the first question that caused like, why are you shirtless? And I'm like, I want to know that too. That was cool. I love that because I didn't that care. I like, just keep that shirt off. Best. <laughs> he says it like four times.
2: Why doesn't he have his shirt on? Yeah. Because I- you know what? I thought the exact same thing. I was thinking like,
1: why is his shirt off? I mean, the obvious reason why he has his shirt off is there because he looks, you know, immaculate. But... That's, why that's why they don't answer it. Yeah, because <laughs> the reason he doesn't have a shirt on because it's going to sell tickets. Well, sell tickets. It's going to get people to click on it. <laughs> Another big one, um, I thought, in the bathroom at the very end when he kind of takes Melanie and, and leaves her to try and save her, it's like this moment where he becomes this, this suave and cool kind of hero type. And I yep. guess we talked about this transition from him being um, very scared to kind of the end of the movie and... Um, I'm not sure that the, the, the song that they play In the background um, Spooky By Dusty Springfield Is A very very nice and, and sexy song And I'm not sure If you Know Lock Stock And Two Smoking Barrels They play that For the, the Strip Club scene And It's just a nice song I just liked it there It was good <laughs> It was Topped off by the fact That he tried to lock the door From the Yeah.
2: I was like You're not going to be able To lock this mate And I'm glad They called that out
1: i got a couple more But yeah, I think no, on, I you, You're on a roll The only the, the other big one Was the ending so I thought where he steals the car, we talked about We Are the Champions yeah. being played. It kind of worked very well. It, it, it seems almost like um, obvious to play a song, but I mean, it, it worked well with this mini montage of him getting hit in the head and called a pussy. And, the film was called yeah, Enough. Yeah. Like. And then he had this car that he was, he was stealing. And I want to talk about the car a little bit later, but it just kind of works. The only thing, they, they panned back to Melanie kind of smiling at him going good job and then it went back to her again I'm like I don't know why we needed to go back <laughs> too many times but um, I thought that whole end scene was kind of cool you knew he was going to drive a car at some point didn't you? yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't drive one. that it? Um, yeah there was a couple of good jokes yeah, on. yeah. We're like we're like a good laugh, the, the cheerleader we? when she was like you are dying, you <laughs> are dying. <laughs> that shouldn't be funny but I like and the whole when they called it um, a protestant instead of the protestant yeah that was that good that was good joke. He's out with a Protestant.
0: <laughs> yeah. What about the car? Oh, like, oh, she picked him up. <laughs> I like that they connected that joke too from the start. Too, yeah. yeah, it wasn't just Melanie. She yeah. was innocent as much as yeah. Cole was as well. That's yeah, good. He, point. Asked, he asked B, Are you my my <laughs> Protestant? <She's> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Protestant I like, I think
0: my dad's out with a Protestant.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> <I spell> <laughs> MJ? Oh, man. The best scene in the film
2: was when when they stabbed the. Bloke with glasses for the first time. What was his name? Joshua. No, Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. Samuel. Samuel. I was like, <laughs> I was literally just like, what the fuck? And when that happened, I could not believe it. You know what? Literally a minute before that, I was like, I'm sure this said that it was a horror comedy. Like <laughs> there was nothing horror about it. And that happened. And I was like, wow. Like that blew my mind. That absolutely blew my mind. And I loved it. Um, and I, it was it was just such a visceral reaction to that to that yeah. shot. So I'm I all for it. Um, I've got the why doesn't he have a shirt on?
0: Good, <laughs> <Yeah,
2: laughs> we all had that. <laughs> I love the fact that the, the, the guy said straight away, he's like, "You just woke it up," and that's the first thing you ask. Because when I when I first happened, I was like, "Why doesn't he have a shirt on?" And I'm, then I, then I actually thought, "Why would I ask that straight away?" And that's exactly what happened. So well done, MCG, on with J. I liked a little soppy little bit before I went to bed where he says to B, thanks for knowing me and treating me like I was okay. I want to feel normal, but I just feel weird most of the time. It kind of made you realize that relationship with B meant so much more to him than, than what it actually seems. Um, and that was really important for, his, for understanding his character, but also understanding their relationship and, and where it was going to go after that. I it was just really nice. And when yeah. she
1: was like, you know, I like weird. Yeah,
2: exactly right. Yeah. And, and the idea of like when you grow up, mate, this is all fine. You're, you're going to fit in like a... Uh, like as long as, as it as uses one. the book. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, and is there was... a book
1: or is the sequel?
2: Yeah. yeah, actually, we'll find Ooh. out. I can't wait to watch a sequel for this. Um, the scene under the house with Sonya really just enjoyed that entire sequence. Also reminded me a little bit of The Visit. I don't know if you've seen The Visit by M. Not Shamalon. There's a creepy scene under the house where the grandma is um, is sort of chasing them. It might remind me of that, um, but I just love how that whole thing played out with the tension of him hiding and then the obviousness of like, oh, I didn't see him. Oh, there's a noise now. I'm gonna see him now. I'm gonna...
0: I just thought it all played out really nicely. Cool. My turn. Your turn. So yeah, I we I like the innocent of the I mean, the innocence of Melanie and Cole. I just I just like that through a lot of stuff. So lots of scenes but i just really liked that um we touched on it a little bit i really liked the film and tv references throughout so um that weird et finger thing that they did i thought that was really cool uh the madman joke was like one of my highlights <laughs> i thought that was hilarious where like you know his dad's oh it's too much for you and he stays up all night watches it and he goes who cares <laughs> and then and then to follow that up at the end where um b's like did you just ruin Mad Men for yeah, me? Yeah, I, I did like that. <laughs> Compared to Don Draper, I thought that was cool. Um, and then, you know, there was Home Alone references. Um, I liked the like that Starship thing he you spoke about where you got all the Trek characters, Independence oh, yeah. Day. It was a good Godfather 2 good joke. Good Godfather 2 joke. Good Stephen King reference with the Carrie reference. Yeah. I just really liked all those little, little in-jokes. They were cool. I like the jort joke, where like have a go at the dad for wearing jeans. Oh, shorts. Yes. oh yeah, that was awesome. I was like, that's like me. I, got that. <laughs> I oh. bet he's gonna call him jorts. <laughs> yeah. Gotta bring my jorts. <laughs> I'm a I'm a junners
1: <laughs>
0: Jeans with runners. Nah, <laughs> sneaks. 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 Sneakers. 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 New Balance. New. <laughs> new. I have to upgrade. Um, Ken Marino was so perfect thanks this role. Yeah, I really like all the kill shots were pretty good. They were yeah, actually. They were really yeah. Yeah. So you got the the two knives to the head that you spoke about. Oh, best. The cop who got that fire product through <laughs> yeah. the head.
2: And was alive for quite
0: a while afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Had to push it in a bit further. Yeah. Um, like, see so slices the cop's throat. I was like, whoa. And like, John tripping in the staircase and is falling off the balcony. Yeah, that was brutal. That was brutal. <laughs> brutal. The bug spray that killed Zon- Sonia with that <laughs> explosion of the firework. How fun was the bug spray? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> was weird. I liked You the... saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like the max when he falls from that tree house, that was just brutal. Yeah. That was, that was awesome though. And then Alison's head exploding. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, bang. Brutal. And she's just like, Oh, look at this gun. <laughs> and she's made it out. I shot her. Not you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, that's true though. I liked it when John got sprayed in the face with the blood, like not once, but twice. Yeah. And then his response was, he's like, you know, two out of four people have STD. Yeah, <laughs> was, I've got eight. It's actually really good. <laughs> I thought that was really good. Uh, I really like when Cole like, sort of runs upstairs and realizes what's going on downstairs. It's like that almost selfie like camera where he's holding the camera and running around. Yeah. I thought that was a really, really cool technique. I really like that. Um, Alison's comments about her boobs throughout. <laughs> 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 One of her lines was, Can we just stick a tampon in it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, no dude's gonna, going to want to motorboat these. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to want to suck my nipples? And I'm going to have <laughs> one deflated boob all my
1: life. I've got I've got all these things you just said, down in my forgettable scene. Yeah. So That was the worst scene in
0: the whole movie. I'm on, I'm on Jesse's side of this. I'm on Jesse's side. I thought that was funny. It's not <laughs> very often I laugh at stupid yeah. stuff. So, um, I did like that Cole stood up to himself to Jeremy, even though Max was sort of helping him. I did like that we did get to see him stand up to yeah. Jeremy. I once. liked the fact that he's he stopped choking him and said what are you what are you gonna yeah. do you know this is America go stand up to-. I thought it played quite good and then we got the the extra Jeremy scene that we needed so I was happy with that <laughs> and I just like this comment though that's you know um, where Cole goes you know it's science fiction you can do anything it's like this film you can do anything can It's die. very true. I like that that was good cool. very true alright
2: what didn't we like about so, this no, I love the fact that I'm glad that no one mentioned the kiss between B and um, and Alison in their favourite scenes <laughs> okay good so what, what didn't you like MJ are you saying that we should? I, I, I was close <laughs> to doing it, but I wasn't sure if it was appropriate. Uh, look, one thing that annoyed me a little bit, which is part and parcel with horror films, but some of the choices that Cole made early on bothered me. When he first ran upstairs, when the front door was open because the cops had just come in, it kind of annoyed me because he's a smart enough kid to know that going outside is going to probably work better than going all the way upstairs. Um, and also when he went into the garage when he could have just sort of run down the street but it kind of worked but he was a smart kid and they didn't shy away from that so it didn't quite work as well for me Um, I actually didn't like the scene where they were egging the bully came and egged their house Um, I kind of didn't mind the idea of the scene I just thought it could have been done a lot better I thought it was a bit long and didn't really work for me um but i guess i didn't resonate with jeremy as
0: much as you did <laughs> no, like i agree i didn't like the scene i just liked that he actually stood up yeah jeremy. the idea of the scene was better than the actual scene yep and i actually didn't
2: like the, the line of i don't need a babysitter anymore at the end yeah and i guess it's kind of like a nice corny Cliche, way to end yeah. the film but i was just like ah, oh, no like just say something fun or inappropriate you didn't need to say that but it didn't really
1: work as well for me cool simo um, I, you guys loved it, but I, I, I felt the first scene when the cops came in was just... I know it's meant to be a bit, you know, play on the the, the genre and everything like that, but I just, I, it was a bit too much of a stretch for me with the, the cops hesitating enough to fire this spike through his face, and as he's falling down, he shoots his girl in the tit. I thought that, I mean... Pardon the pun, but all those titty jokes just fell flat for me. I didn't like them. Um, <laughs> I fell flat for her, too. <laughs> that's the pun. That's why I said part of the pun. <laughs> I got a jacket. Yeah, I I like that. That was good. <laughs> oh, who's going to suck on these nibbles? I was like, <laughs> come on. Um, and I, I just wanted... I thought they could do, and I think MJ said about a little bit more with the new, the Sonia kind of death scene. Yeah. I would have liked a little bit more from that, because I thought she was actually... One of the more engaging yeah. of the, other than the babysitter of the characters there. I, I got Max. I'm, you, everyone knows who he is. And I think Sonia, there's a little bit more depth and there was, there was more to play with there.
0: So Good call. Uh, I didn't like the setup with the needle at the start. So you've got the opening scenes where Cole's getting a shot at school and he's getting his needle to make it out like he hates needles. And then the payoff with the scene with him actually getting the blood taken from him with the needle, yeah. to me, he didn't freak out or anything. He just sure. lay there and took it. And I was like, it doesn't, also What you opened with How
2: often have you Had an immunisation In your arm Where you take your shirt off He had no shirt on At the start In the Getting oh, that needle I was like, didn't even notice Why depends, is your shirt off if you have A guess, sleeve button shirt <laughs> Maybe that's why They wanted me to say Why doesn't he have a shirt on Because that was <laughs> exactly. going
0: to Come back later on Maybe I want to give him credit a That's a great scene If you're writing a sequel now <laughs> 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 I didn't think of that till I just said it out loud There are a lot of things That they made That were out To be way too obvious That sort of I didn't like Like they're kicking the guys in the <clears throat> dick I was like okay that's going to come back so you're waiting for that to happen and the same with like the tree house they made it really obvious when they rock up at home you, oh there's your tree house it's still there I'm like oh, something's going to happen in the tree house same with like mum telling to clean up your toys I was like, oh, yeah. setting it all up and then the knife in the dishwasher was the biggest one for me It yeah. was like okay that knife's going to come in handy at some stage and then the bad driving too hey, but it though. kind of backflipped though because you thought it was going to be the dishwasher Are we going to talk, we'll talk about that soon <laughs> yeah, <talk> <laughs> And then, yeah, and the bad driving too, like you knew he was going to drive a car. There yeah, were just yeah. some things that were really obvious that, yeah, two in your face. I didn't like, like, the girl-on-girl girl stuff just went too long and was just a cliche thing that they didn't need. And I get that. Well, it was just weird because Cole's sitting there going, oh, this is amazing. It was five it's, seconds yeah. too long. Yeah.
2: Um, McGee was saying that um, he's... That felt, wasn't scripted, was it? It wasn't scripted. <laughs> yeah. But he... If- Obviously, they didn't just do it on the blue. Though <laughs> he spoke about it, but he said it's funny how when he was shooting Charlie's Angels, there was a scene where they had to hide in like a like a statue thing, and then they had to break out of the statue and they were all naked in it. And they had to, he said, just to get them naked in that thing, you don't see anything. But to get that in, they had to sort of speak to their managers, get the sign off, do all this kind of hoo ha for nothing in, in the end. Whereas in 2019. Getting two girls to make out for 15 seconds on screen. Nothing. They just went, went and did it. Like, it's just, the the landscape has just changed so much. I mean, it's been
0: 10, 15 years since that movie. Yeah. So, um, just very, very interesting how things have changed. Last thing that I didn't like was the post credit scene.
2: Oh,
0: uh, yeah. So I've got I that as like, like, that like either, a yeah. question mark. Yeah, I, I just didn't like it because I was happy with the thought that B was dead. I didn't need to see her come back because I was like, there's closure for, for Cole if she's dead. And then to see her come back, an attacker, a firefighter or whatever he was. Agreed. I didn't, I didn't yeah. need that either. But I am hanging out for a sequel, so. <laughs> All right. Need me some B. Let's have a chat about some themes or some motifs or what was the film saying?
2: MJ? Um, oh, look, one of the main things was literally about growing up, the whole idea of having a babysitter and not needing a babysitter anymore, but also him growing up and, and fighting his fears and, and just taking everything
0: head on, you um, know, in, in a really literal way. So There's a little bit of loss of innocence too, like Google searching what an orgy is. Um, um, true. Just little things like that. <laughs> <laughs> that would screw me. What, <laughs> a,
2: what a, a Protestant, Protestant is. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually quite clever when he was lying to them about like their orgy yeah. and you kind of, and they sort of think that, oh, he didn't see anything. Yeah. I was like, that was nice good.
1: job, Carl. Yeah. You've done well here. And then the cops came. So. Yeah. Same. I was bang on again. The same. Growing up, facing your fears. Um, <coughs> yep. I think obviously they played into a very early in terms of him, you know, not wanting to say pussy to his mom. <laughs> and what was the other thing? And and he's just this like beacon of innocence. And they play into that whole nerd kind of sci fi yeah. stuff. And by the end of it, he's this hot shot. He's you know flipping the car and stuff like. Um, the and then bu- the bully kids. Yeah, are the like bully kids idolizing are him. <laughs> yeah, he's two lackeys. Jeremy's lackeys are like. A guy on once Sydney was runned
0: over, so Yeah. Um Yeah, definitely that overcoming the fears the whole way through f- towards the end. Um and life is scary too for kids. Like mum I think the mum made some comment along those lines, like, you know, you're gonna grow up and these things won't be scary for you anymore. Um, and you see him under the house with that spider on him, and he's freaking out, and then towards the end, I don't... yeah. He, he... Mind you, most of the stuff that he experienced that night, yeah. doesn't matter how old you are, you're going to find that shit scary. Yeah. <laughs> that was the
2: thing that annoyed me, actually, about that spider. I was like, think about the alternative of this spider crawling on you. You've got people trying to kill you. Anyway, that's a movie, though, and I was, I was cool with it. Good. All right.
0: Well, what do we take from this film? This is perfect for Netflix.
2: Yeah. And and I, and I think they kind of knew that when they were finishing this film up that this is that easy commitment, perfect runtime. As a teenager, it kind of has that real sleepover movie feel to it. Um, I just think the fact that we've seen 50,000 ratings on IMDb suggests that people are engaging with this and consuming this on Netflix because it's the ideal Netflix movie.
0: Yeah. This is the perfect film like on a sleepover night. It's wet, rainy outside. Oh, yeah. I'm all in. Yeah. I had that Friday night with a few friends, some laughs, no thinking. Perfect. And this is one of the ones
1: that had a little bit of silly humour that I didn't mind. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so we we discussed,
2: I don't think we've had a comedy for a while, but I do recall on our War Machine podcast, you said that was the funniest Netflix film that we've had so far. Yep. Where do you sit on that now?
0: Yeah. War Machine's still funnier for me than this. Okay. That's incorrect. But- <laughs> <laughs> okay is that right okay. okay no no I still find War Machine the first hour of War Machine anyway okay yeah
2: for what it's worth I would have enjoyed this film on the big screen as well I think it'd be one of those movies that you watch because you want to go to the movies but you wouldn't go to the movies to see it it'd be yeah. sort of this thing, hey you want to go to the movies on Friday night it's like yeah what's on oh, I don't know babysitter yeah that was pretty good that's yeah. that's
0: kind of how you do it but um, it would have been good
1: real popcorn movie absolutely Yeah. yeah
0: absolutely did either of you use IMDb to check any actors, actresses up during this? Yikes. There was uh, this was very
1: IMDbable. I think it's, <laughs> it's a very, good call. very um, good call. The first one I did was Max. Um, I knew Max from a few things, and it kind of it it ties in well. That it, I don't know if you remember um, how I met your mother. Oh you and yeah. And Scooby back then, and then. The Scooby ties in because he was Fred in Scooby-Doo. And I'm like, I've, I knew him from somewhere. I'm not sure because I think this was about 2010 when he was it was Fred. So maybe that was, I don't know why I watched Scooby-Doo, but I'm, I knew he was Fred. I knew he was selling, but.
0: Um, Robbie Amell is Robbie Netflix Bell. royalty. He's, yeah. He, if you've uh, listened to one of our episodes, um, how do you say the, the title, Ian? Because I don't want to screw this up. ARC. ARC. Okay, <laughs> good. It's spelled A-R-Q, yeah. just in case you wanted to know. Robbie Amell is the lead in ARC and we love him at Flix Forum. And yeah. I almost did the same thing I did in that episode, and I've gone, oh, it's the guy from Arrow, and I'm like, ah, oh, crap, it's not him. It's, it's the guy from Ark. He, um, he's also in the Duff, which is a good movie. Yeah.
1: The other big one, and maybe it's a I'm a, a rookie amateur mistake, but I looked at um, the Wikipedia page beforehand and saw that Ron Funches was in this movie. And I was like, oh, I'm really excited. I love Ron Funches. I've seen him stand up. He's a really good voice actor. got to the end of the movie. I'm like, he's not in this movie. I don't know why, um, but the Wikipedia is just wrong. And I think what they did is Ron Funches looks a little bit like the... Um, the nurse I guess at the start with the injection, oh. and I think people are racist and um, <laughs> that, just that just, yeah, they've just well, said um, on could, the Wikipedia that Ron up. Funches but I was upset that Ron Funches was not in this movie this is why we go into these films completely cold <laughs> <laughs> you know, we... need to go on and change Wikipedia's <laughs> yeah. page
2: oh yeah um, I had a few I had Sonia um, who was Crazy familiar, and I'm annoyed that I didn't know this straight away, but she's Lily from Pitch Perfect, the girl who whispers all the time. Have you guys seen Pitch Perfect? Yeah, I only the first one. Um, don't watch the third one. Second no. one's good. Don't okay. watch the third one. All right, thanks. Um, Alison, Bella Thorne, is in The Duff, which I just spoke about. So yep. she was in The Duff with Robbie Amell. Um, good movie. And Samara Weaving is in Three yep. Billboards. Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, and also Home and Away for yeah, those Australians awesome. yeah. playing back at home. But I don't... I think... May, the name was really familiar more than anything else for her, um, so maybe that's why I know her, the the Australian link. Yeah, I, I don't watch Home and Away, but...
0: so I looked up that movie that they were watching in the garage. Yeah. I spoke yeah. about at the start of the episode, and I got told to save. Thanks it for waiting. Out. That's all right. I waited. So it's <laughs> <Yeah>. called <laughs> Billy Jack. It's a seventies movie, and I'm very keen to watch that film now. Okay. I'm gonna take this foot, and put on <laughs> yeah, that side of like... your face. <laughs> the reenactment was good. All right, not, well... the, not the second reenactment. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go too well. <laughs> His foot got about to his hip yeah. <laughs> and just punched him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. That was Bang. a win for Jeremy Archer. Yeah. Do you have any questions you want to ask us? Yeah? Yeah. Good. Yes. Ask. Well, I want to know, and, and let's
2: think out of the box here. This is it's not gonna have an answer, so I want you guys to think out of the box. So, how do you reckon B got into this stuff in the first place? And how do you think that she recruited the rest of those
1: guys? How old is she? <laughs>
0: Well, she was still high school
1: wasn't she I loved... bet is she still in high school but she's oh, she been like in high school for a hundred years or true Let, let's assume she's not let's assume she's in high school I think you sell the premise that you can get anything so yeah, but how you... did how did she discover this in the first place what, how, how did
0: she start off by having the death note and then <laughs> <laughs> and when, she, when she got rid of the death note she got this book flick's forum joke sorry yeah, sorry oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, I don't this know. is that's interesting, and that's that's what that's the one thing that I that's what I want I left out of this film. I was, sorry, when I left this film, I want that's what, one thing I wanted to know more of.
0: All right, I got one. So there's, we briefly mentioned this before. There's this weird cutaway scene where the mum's like sort of pleasing the dad mm-hmm. under the sheets with her hands. The next scene we see her, she touches Cole on the face and gives him like this big kiss <laughs> to see if he's okay. okay no. <laughs> Did she wash her hands? <laughs> Yes, she did. Yes, okay, she did. Good. Yes, she did. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Uh, Any other?
1: Um, sorry, <laughs> that was the cat. What have you got for us today? I? I got a, a question about the car. So oh, Melanie yeah, yeah. called it a douche car. I'm pretty sure that's the the Chevy Impala, isn't it? Like the supernatural car. If you're fans of the yeah, Supernatural show. i got no
2: idea. I don't
1: know. I thought was, that was the Chevy Impala. I'm not sure what yet, yeah, but I was like, that's not a douchey car. Come on. Her, her dad was the biggest douche. Yeah. <laughs> when <laughs> he was cleaning the car, I was <laughs> with the... Like, he he was with what about
2: <laughs> when he's just like, oh, sorry, you know, your parents yours. are going to expect you to take the bus. I can't give you a lift
0: home, neighbour. <laughs> like, it rubs in the fact that he lives across the road. Uh, and he uses um, Protestants, Protestants for pleasure. Yeah. 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 Um, and also, I'm
1: interested in your thoughts about the whole text and graphics kind of thing popping up on the screen good question, good question. Um, yeah. when he he pulls out the pocket knife it's like secret pocket knife and stuff like that I was just interested on your take on how it what plays. do you think because you've, you've often got an opinion on this
2: how uh, do you yeah,
0: think I, I thought this worked fine yeah so do I because it was literally yeah it progressed the story and it didn't take away from like it, it was, definitely yeah. was
2: on tone yeah. with the rest of the, rest the film, of the film yeah. um, and I think when when they stabbed Samuel in the head it just said like WTF yeah and that's like, oh, that's exactly how I feel. But yeah. even when it went around the, the, the circle and it named them all, and I was like, I'm okay with all this. It's because it's, it's kind of this fun... It's a weird film, and yeah. I don't think you can shy away from that. It kind of worked. Do you think it works, Emma?
1: Um, I liked it. I think, obviously, it was very heavy um, at the start. And yeah. it went, I think some places worked better than others. I thought the secret pocket knife thing was... Almost Tarantino esque sometimes when they, they, they pop that stuff up, but you know this guy um, used to work with Tarantino, M. Um, uh, McJ. I know, Well, yeah. there it goes. So Tarantino, one of his first mentors. So oh, well, well, good. It ties in nicely. I, I mean, I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, one of my favourite films is yeah, is uh, Scott Pilgrim vs the World, and they, they lean on it a little bit. <laughs> it's a um, long time, yeah. And uh, I think it works quite well on that. I didn't, you know, didn't love it. I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Any other questions?
1: My only other one was. Um, so where is everyone on this street? They hide the cop yeah, car and I was quite like true I was like okay yeah. all right you hide the cop car while other ones I'll get on board but the guns start going off um, um
0: Melanie heard the gun yeah yeah and she like wasn't even next door yeah. she <laughs> <was> <laughs> sideways and
2: <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I weirdly didn't. I think that in so many films, I'm like, oh, hang on,
1: everyone else is hearing this. I weirdly didn't think that in this film. They almost had the smog to sort of like make yeah, it feel it it was smog. like. How good was the smog? Smog was cool. Yeah. Also, the house was awesome. Yeah, it, it was. gave me very like, um, play school vibes with the the, the circle <laughs> windows. <and laughs> it was a classic horror house. How yeah. much backyard they got when they're watching the movies and stuff? And yeah. the pool. I thought it was it was yeah. awesome. We need a an and b that shit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh. All right. I think we're almost ready to. Sum this up. I think so. Good. All right. So we go around the table and we each give a rating out of five for this film. MJ, start us off and let us know what your thoughts on this are.
2: As I said, I, look, it was it was a pretty fun ride. There was enough humor to lighten the mood and really speak my language. And there were enough horror, horror elements to darken the story and commit to the premise. So combine it with the perfect runtime, you've got a pretty satisfying 90 minutes in front of the TV and I would definitely recommend it. It's three stars
1: from me, but it's a high three. Ooh, good. All right, Simmer. What are your thoughts? As you said, it, it works perfectly into the whole Netflix thing. Um, it's one of the the movies that when I, I see it on the, the the scrolling, that I'm like, I want to see this movie. I'm going to save it for a night where it's just pizza and um, at home chilling. And I I really enjoyed it. I like the the one by one kind of slasher thing. It always gets me. And I thought they they played into it well, as well as kind of trading the line with being quite funny and. It was a good watch. I'll give it a three as well.
0: Awesome. So um, like I said at the start, I didn't have massively high expectations for this one, but I enjoyed it. I think if I was a teenage boy, I probably would have thought this was like the best movie ever and watched it on repeat. Good point. Yeah. Um, I thought the performances were good. It was visually good. Had a nice underlying message about overcoming your fears. So I'm giving it a three out of five as well. So that gives us, let's work this out. Three out of five as a team. (laughs) I
2: was so close to giving this three and a half. I was so close. And I reckon if I watch it again and I enjoy it, it would definitely get a three and a half.
0: Good. All right. Well, We are on social media, we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're on Podbean, we're on iTunes, we're on everywhere you can find good podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube. we're on YouTube as well. If you Google us, we're on like 15 different platforms. Yeah, a lot of people have picked us up and gone with us. So, question for the week up on our social medias is, will Cole go on to get what he wants now that he's figured out what that is? He's never going to stop figuring out what he wants. Well, so, he wants to be a copper.
2: No, but there's more
0: to life than. Copper and profession. Melanie. Is he going to go on and be successful in both those things? I like
2: the fact that he, we're leaving Cole in a good place. Yeah, but that's a good question, Jesse. All right, well, we're back again tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Crazy. I don't no, I don't. I honestly don't even know what film we're doing tomorrow. Well, you got a lot of uh, watching tonight. It's a bit of a long one. So tomorrow we're looking okay. at the 2017 comedy drama. It's called The Mayowitz Stories. Oh, Sandler. New one. and selected. Sandler, yes, yeah. this is another Sandler one. It's uh, directed by Noah Batcham, It stars Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller, oh, yeah. Dustin Hoffman, Elizabeth Marvel, and Emma Thompson. Small cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at High expectations going into tomorrow. That's nuts. All right. That could be a Christmas <clears throat> present come early. Cool. All right, well... Simo, thanks again for coming along and adding some awesome insight into this. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very
1: much for having me.
2: mate. And good luck on your I Get Buckets podcast as well. If you're a basketball fan, this guy knows the game better than anybody. So get on I Get Buckets on anywhere you can get good podcasts. That's it.
0: um, We will see you all tomorrow. See you then, mate.
2: See you later.